Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone, this is Bunny Michael and welcome to EXO Higher Self, the podcast where you send me your questions and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already has the answer. As I'm recording this, it is Easter morning. I'm sitting at my desk. It's a very early hour in the morning. There's like no cars out, just birds chirping. And I'm just soaking in all the gratitude I'm feeling for this fresh beginning, for being here with you, for this audience, for this community, for this new season I'm not a religious person, but I do find religious teachings and stories to be very inspirational for me. And I also absolutely love the aesthetic of Easter, like the pastels. I am here for it. My spouse, Kara, who is also the producer of this podcast, for those of you that don't know, um, my spouse and I, we have a saying, like after we get into a little tiff or a fight, one of us will ask, can we restart? And it just means like pressing the reset button on our communication and and starting again from a fresh, clean slate and kind of just letting go of that petty little argument we had. And it doesn't always work. Like (laughs) one of us isn't always ready for a restart necessarily. But most of the time when somebody says, can we restart? It's like a little word spell. And it kind of just like jolts us into like letting things go. And that's how I like to think about, you know, this ritual of Easter and springtime, or you could say rebirth or resurrection or restart. It's a remembrance and a celebration that every day you can start fresh with your higher self. Your higher self is never holding your past against you. There's a spiritual concept from one of my most personally inspiring spiritual books called A Course in Miracles. And this book is like a metaphysical understanding of uh, Christian tradition. And in that book, it talks about this concept of the holy instant and how holy is used in, in the Course in Miracles is that holy is just a word for your wholeness. So we are all holy because we're all whole. So this term, the holy instant, is like a jolt into the present moment. When you stop focusing on the past, you're not caught up in anticipation of the future, and you just shift to the awareness of the present, you feel your wholeness, and you are aware of love's presence. And that's essentially, you know, what it means to align with your higher self, right? It's when you are able to just 
take a deep breath and feel the love, the power of love, the wholeness within you and see really clearly through love's eyes. And that's essentially, you know, what a restart is. It's letting yourself just be here right now in your wholeness and knowing that your past can never imprison you. So however you're spending your Sunday, I hope you are feeling refreshed and inspired. Go get yourself some candy. Go get yourself some flowers and just really, really celebrate that even though we're working on a healing, yes, that is part of our work. We do work on our wounds and our stuff from our past. We are not defined by that. And in any moment, we can remember we are more than any of our experiences. We are spirit. We're holy and we're divine. All right. So keep that in mind. How about we get to the questions? The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. Thank you and the whole podcast team so much for all the work that you do. My question is about working in a creative field when you're in a creative funk. I've been in the music industry for five years, basically my entire working life. Up until a year ago, around the time I graduated college and the pandemic hit, I was in love with my work. I don't make music, but found deep passion and creative expression in the curatorial part that I got to make jobs out of because I was such an avid listener and participant in my city's music scene. Over the past year, I've thankfully kept my main music industry gig, but I've been in a terrible rut. Like curiosity and passion for music feel gone, like writer's block. I've barely listened to music this year, which feels like a dirty secret. I also fell into a deep depression in 2020 and accidentally self-isolated myself from the music scene entirely. I'm working with my therapist on this, but in the meantime, I can't help but feel like a fraud for keeping my job. I feel so guilty for taking up space in a competitive field when it feels like I have nothing genuine to offer and it feels like I can't look for additional music gigs, even though I really need something else for financial stability because they rely on a passion for music, which I just don't have right now. How can I tell if this funk is just a phase or if I should give up and consider another field? Is it wrong to try advancing in an industry I'm not 1000% sure about? How can I get my creativity back? Any advice you would have would be so appreciated. Thanks a million. There are so many ways this last year has affected people. To assume we will feel the same way about ourselves and all of our relationships and our career after enduring a collective global trauma would be unrealistic. I honestly don't think you are the only one in your industry, let alone the only person at your office who isn't questioning their choices, struggling to stay focused, or having a hard time readjusting. I know me personally, as an artist and a writer, I go through phases where I question my path, or I feel unmotivated, or I feel like I can't work on anything or create anything new. And I get scared like, oh, I'm losing my passion because I can't find the joy. And then I put all this pressure on myself, like there must be something wrong. But just like our spiritual path can be sometimes more more secure and aware at some points in our life. And then there are times when we're sort of off of our practice and haven't been connecting with our higher selves. The disconnection you feel from your passion is temporary. It's just part of being human. It's actually just part of the creative process. It's called writer's block for a reason. Just because somebody has writer's block doesn't mean they shouldn't be a writer. 
we get overwhelmed, and it's nothing to feel guilty about. You don't not deserve to keep your job because you've been struggling or are unsure right now of the path that will make you happy. You've been going to therapy, you are working on your healing, and you should be proud of yourself for that. Depression is like a cloudy day where you feel not only less passionate about your career, but a lot of other things in your life that bring you joy. But just because it's cloudy doesn't mean the sun isn't there. And the more healing you do, the more you will let yourself experience all the joy the world has to offer. Your higher self is guiding you on that path now, holding your hand. And in those moments in your past when you had heard a song or saw a band play and you felt inspired and wanted to bring that same inspiration and joy to other people, your higher self was guiding you then too. Music is healing and it can become another tool in your healing work if you want whenever you're ready. I don't know if this will be your career for the rest of your life. And nobody really knows that for themselves. Nobody can really predict exactly what their path will look like. But I don't think you should make such an important decision like leaving your job out of guilt. Right now, I think you should stay on your healing path and focus on letting that guilt go. Depression is not your fault. We're all healing ourselves in various ways. We are given what we need to be more fully integrated with our higher selves. And even though earlier in your life, you feel like you weren't struggling with an emotional issue, doesn't mean there wasn't some underlying stuff that just hadn't come out to the surface yet. During the pandemic, not only did a lot of us see things in our personal and emotional experience that we weren't aware of before, because we finally had some space to slow down, But on a collective level, on a societal level, this also is happening. We're in a time where we can't not confront our shadows. And there's a time for shadow work. But it's nothing to be fearful of. It's necessary. And I promise you that the passion is still there. Try taking some baby steps to remembering the joy of music that you have. Put on your favorite song. Maybe do a little dance party in your house. You know, just get back into the zone. It takes a re-practicing. Sometimes it takes a little bit of discomfort to get back into that rhythm. You know, when I'm having writer's block, writing is literally the last thing that I want to do. But sometimes I just have to like force myself to do it and write something that I really don't like. And it kind of is like not the most joyful experience at first. But then I get back into my rhythm and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember. Now I remember why I'm doing this. So I would recommend just keep doing your therapy and take it slow, readjusting. You're not doing anything wrong. There is nothing wrong. You're just healing yourself and you're continuing on your path. Content warning, the following question and answer talk about eating disorders and sexual assault. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self 
and everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hi, Bunny. Thank you so much for listening to my voice memo. Um, And thank you just for creating this space for so many of us listeners just to grow together and to feel less alone. I found your podcast like maybe a week or two ago and I've just been listening to it nonstop. It's been so, so healing just to hear other stories and to hear your perspective. It's been so amazing. So I just want to thank you for that. Um, yeah. And thank you just for giving your time. Um, I want to give a trigger warning for eating disorders before I jump into this question. So I've had struggle with eating disorder since or disordered eating any of that um, for as long as I can remember. I remember the first time I was restricting myself was in kindergarten and it almost feels like I don't believe in the devil, but it almost feels like I made a deal with the devil because it's something that no matter what I have healed from, I haven't been able to let go of this twisted way of thinking about food and my body. Um, it's been something that I've consciously held on to. Um, I've been working through a lot. Um, I was in a very toxic work environment for from 2018 to 2020 where I put on a significant amount of weight. And since I left that job, I've lost that weight. It was about 30 to 40 pounds. Um, and that made me feel so good because I finally feel like back into this like homeostasis um, point with my body that I I feel like just as healthy for me. Um, but I just still have this obsession that is this voice that will just start <laughs> shooting all these thoughts in my head and it'll normally be right before I go to sleep. I'll start thinking, oh, I should measure my waist. I should, I, I've been thinking about doing measurements, um, and comparing it to old, like, numbers I have written down somewhere. Um, been thinking about, I just have these, like, oh, I need to, like, not eat all day. Like, I have these, like, kind of wild, <laughs> just big sweeping thoughts. Um, that are pretty extreme. And even though I've, the weight that I lost, I did it in a somewhat healthy way where I just was like, okay, I'm just going to take care of myself. I'm going to start, I started doing yoga, which really, really changed a lot for me. Um, but I feel like no matter what I have healed from this, this relationship I have with my body and with food, um, this disordered way of eating is something I just, won't let go of and I haven't let I haven't let go of it and and I don't want to and it's like scary for me even to submit this because I one of my biggest fears would be what would happen if I let go of this control I have um I'm just like so scared but at the same time I know my healing is what's most important and 
I need to let go, but I just don't know how to want to let go when, especially after losing all of this weight, um, like, I just want to keep going. I want to keep, I want to start obsessing, like, it's like this addiction I have, um, and I don't know how to find the will to stop it. Um, I also, um, I'll give another trigger warning here for, um, for sexual assault. I was sexually assaulted um, last summer of 2020, um, which completely took me out for a couple of months. And so I don't know if that has also impacted the way I view my body. Um, and now I'm in a healthy relationship where um, I was really burdened by purity culture, <laughs> like the Christian world um, view on sex up until last year. Like after my, after I was assaulted, I was able to unpack a lot of um, just what I thought about my body and a lot of stuff about purity culture came up. So I'm sexually active now with my partner. But with that, it kind of reinforces almost this voice in my head that's saying I need to have the most perfect body. I need to be so small. I need to have six pack abs, like all of these things. And like, I know my body could get there. I know if I just lost like 15 pounds, I could be at the place where I really have been almost dreaming of. But I also know it's it, it's an illusion and it's never going to be good enough. So I don't I don't know what really to do. I don't know how to let go. I don't know how to find the desire to want to let go. But I also know this is really harming me. So um thank you so much for listening and yeah thank you bunny just for being you i love you and i love this community so thank you for listening thank you so much for your vulnerability and your honesty sweetheart i'm so sorry that you've been struggling with this right now you need more support Please don't blame yourself for struggling with an eating disorder. We live in a culture that is fat phobic. We are brought up to believe that skinny equals healthy, which is not true. And there's so much bias and pressure put on all of us to look what society says is better. And it's rooted in generations upon generations of sexism. So there's triggers everywhere. And triggers bring up old thinking patterns and behavior that we know in our hearts is harmful. What I think is most important right now is for you to see a therapist who specializes in eating disorders. I follow some great ones on Instagram and even just seeing their posts has totally changed my perspective in what I have been thinking healthy actually is and in becoming aware of the stuff that I actually tell myself and this whole myth of feeling guilty for eating. You said in the beginning you felt like you made a deal with the devil, but you didn't. This is not your fault. Please try to not blame yourself. Our self-criticism and self-punishment can feel like demonic. It can feel like it's taking you over. And it can feel that way because there's a part of us that has a deep fear there's something wrong with us and we need to punish ourselves. 
And that self-punishment manifests differently for different people. Yours is strongest around food and your body image, but it's not about totally getting rid of those self-punishing thoughts. It's about getting the support you need to manage those thoughts. You already have so much awareness and insight. You are incredibly wise. You deserve professional help in managing the patterns that hurt you. I am so sorry to hear that you endured a sexual assault. I mean, that is heartbreaking. And it totally makes sense that that trauma triggered your self-judgment and your self-punishing behavior. We all need help. We all need healing. And there are angels in the form of counselors and therapists who can help you. Remember, you are not your thoughts. You are the compassionate awareness of your thinking. You are your higher self. You embodied your higher self when you decided to reach out to this podcast. And it's your higher self now that will guide you to finding the professional support that you deserve. And if you're struggling in finding that, please send me a DM and I can hopefully connect you to someone that can guide you in that direction. You got this, babe. You're so aware. You're so insightful. Your higher self loves you so much. And I'm sending you so much love. The following question is from an email. Hi, Bunny. First one to thank you for providing such a beautiful outlet for folks to vent and be vulnerable. I hope my thoughts can help others who might be going through the same thing. I've been grappling with this feeling of loneliness recently and part of me understands it's essential to my journey. The other part of me has days where I can no longer bear the weight of it and I feel so alone and unsupported. Currently, I'm grieving my recent relationship that just ended with my ex along with several friendships with women I thought were my sisters. I question if they were real friends or if I'm worthy of being someone in their lives. I understand the pandemic changed everyone's lives and most importantly, I feel like I'm shedding who I used to be, and maybe that's why certain people aren't with me anymore. I feel very homesick sometimes knowing my tribe is back home as I'm still sort of new to Los Angeles. I also feel heartbroken from my ex and guilty that I don't know how to properly form a new friendship with him. Every time we talk again, we end up arguing because I still feel triggered by how he hurt me. This is painful because he also was my best friend and someone I thought would be in my life for a long time. I feel like I have no support system in this city. It seems like people here care more about status than real friendships, but I feel like an outsider observing everything with care. I guess I'm just trying to trust this chapter of my life and find myself in my gifts and passions again without letting the pain of grieving friendships and relationships and anxiety towards my future get to me. I just want balance mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Sometimes I don't know if I'm okay and I'll just cry alone. I love to know what you think. How do I trust this? Do I? You know, part of being spiritually balanced is crying, is grieving. Sweetheart, you're going through a breakup. You're in a new city and you've lost some friendships through the pandemic. Just because you're hurting and going through a difficult transition doesn't mean there is anything wrong. Life is full of ups and downs and honestly, sometimes, like the bumper sticker says, shit happens. But even though we can't always control what happens, we can control how we treat ourselves in response. 
And that means not judging ourselves for feeling lonely or sad. It means trusting that relationships end for a reason and it has nothing to do with being good enough and everything to do with the universe guiding you to new relationships that are more aligned and compatible. And it also means taking the space you need to heal some of those wounds. I always recommend taking space from an ex after a breakup. You need space to actually process. Right now, it's painful to speak to your ex because you just broke up. And yet you're telling yourself there's something wrong with you if you can't jump into a friendship. That's like ripping the band-aid off before the healing. The pain just resurfaces. There are times in our life when we have to trust what's happening is a teaching. And I can hear that you are aware of that a lot of the time. Ask yourself, what is it that needs to be healed? What is this experience teaching me about my self-compassion and self-acceptance? Your higher self is guiding you closer and closer to more fully loving yourself and building your self-worth. You deserve relationships with people that are there for you and that you can depend on. Just because someone was unable to do that doesn't change the fact that that's what you deserve. A lot of the time, adjusting after a breakup is finding new support systems. You said your ex was your best friend, so it makes sense that you're feeling lonely because now you don't have that same relationship. That's why during this time, during this difficult time, you have to lean on the people that you know love you more. You have to adjust how you seek support. Call your friends at home when you get lonely. Connect deeper to your tribe. Just because you're not in the same city doesn't mean they can't support you more. You have to lean on them more now. Don't make assumptions about people. Just because LA has some superficial people in it, there are also amazing people too. There are such strong spiritual communities. It's a hard adjustment because it's the pandemic, so you're not able to meet people as much, but that is going to pass. Be kind to yourself. Take space from the X, and I promise you, with time, it will get easier. You have a bright future ahead of you, and I'm really, really excited for all the doors that are going to open for you. Just trust. Hi, Bunny. My partner and I um, have been dating for about two years now, and it was a relationship where, you know, we fell in love with each other on the second date, and we've gone through ups and downs. We've done the, the counseling and the couples therapy to understand our attachment styles. I'm anxious, attached, he's avoidant, and we've done a lot of growth together. We've both healed from really toxic exes that we had for each other, and it feels like we've always been a space of just love and growth and healing, and we <laughs> kind of have a motto that's like, you know, we want to heal with each other together forever. And right now, we're at a point where it seems like our paths are pulling us in different directions and our goals for the next little while in terms of where we want to live and, um, you know, where we want to work and settle down together essentially are different. So I'm at school and my master's about two, two hours away from where he is and this is the end of our second year of doing that. So our whole relationship's just been doing long distance. And I know it's not that long distance, a two-hour drive, and people do worse. But I think 
despite how much growing we have done together, this distance for my mental health and my emotional safety and feelings of emotional safety, it's really, it's really hard to navigate the distance and while feeling safe because of my attachment. The second he leaves, I feel, you know, those abandonment issues. So neither of us want to abandon our goals. You know, we understand our goals right now. Mine mean living in one city and his mean living in another and our it just doesn't seem right now like we can make that move to live together for the next few years, given what our, our own goals are. And neither of us want to give up our goals for each other. Like, we're very aware that that would be basically not helping us grow. And like I said, we always want to keep growing. So it seems almost like the higher self answer is obvious that we should maybe take a break to be able to continue our passions. But does that mean we don't have unconditional love for each other? I just can't get over the thought that, like, maybe it means we're giving up if we have to make that choice to break up over continuing just to do long distance. Thanks for any advice you have. I'm so inspired by the connection the two of you have and your deep love for each other. You really seem to have a beautiful relationship, and I absolutely love your cute phrase about healing together. I'm, that's so sweet. I also think it's amazing that the two of you have been in couples therapy and prioritizing seeing each other in a safe space. I want to say that even though you've been working through abandonment issues, having a long distance relationship for so many years would be challenging for most people with or without abandonment stuff. The fact that the two of you have been making it work for two years is amazing and a testament to how strong you are and your own independence. Choosing what our higher self is guiding us to do can sometimes feel like the more difficult choice. And because you said in your voice message that you think you know what your higher self is guiding you to do, I think you have to follow that guidance. People have many interpretations for what unconditional love is. And some people think it means loving someone no matter what they do or what the situation is. So they accept circumstances that actually don't enable the greatest possibility for the experience of love for both people. Love is a state of awareness and being able to stay in that awareness and connect with people from that heart space takes self-care and a nurturing environment so that you can cultivate that connection. When you are in the awareness of love, you can see the truth of who a person is. You can see them in their higher self. And honestly, changing relationship dynamics and boundaries are sometimes exactly what you need in order to keep doing that. So it's not that the love has conditions because love is a state of awareness. Love is there no matter if you're conscious of it or not. But the conditions in which you can be in that consciousness and awareness personally is something that you have to curate with the guidance of your higher self. And that changes for different people depending on where they are in their journey and who they are as a person. In other words, it could be possible that breaking up will actually help you love him more fully for who he is. We can never really know what our future looks like. And it could be that you try to break up and realize that it's actually not what the two of you want. Or years from now, with divine timing, the two of you are brought back together. I mean, you just can't know. But trusting your inner guidance and making choices, not out of fear, but out of what you believe will best help you grow is what this path is all about. That is the awakening of your consciousness. 
and you are being guided by your inner wisdom. So trust it. Well, that wraps up this week. Thank you so much for being here. It was so wonderful to connect with you. Thank all of you for sending in questions. I'm trying to get to all of them. Keep sending them in. You can do it through voice memo at exohigherself, email, DM at the exohigherself Instagram. There's also a phone number, which I don't have right in front of me that you can call and leave a voice um, mail, but that's also on our Instagram if you need to check out that phone number. And it's also in the show notes on the podcast app be sure to support us on patreon so you can get access to those bonus episodes they come out every other week you can get access to them for as little as a dollar a month and that's patreon.com backslash exo higher self have a beautiful beautiful weekend week work week spring however you're celebrating your own restart make sure to remember that in any given moment you can always start fresh Nothing's holding you back, darling, okay? I love you so much, and so does your higher self. I'll see you next time. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari. 